In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. This is your Wednesday episode. What do we say on Wednesdays? We made it. This is this is the hump. Once your dad, you, this is phone it in for the rest of the week, folks. We got it easy for the rest of the week. Not me. I'm I'm working hard. I got to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tonight, part two of the reunion. Can we handle it? I thought last week was so bad. Can part two get any worse? I think it can. And let's keep an eye out. Will Jen Shaw do something ridiculous before it airs? Last week, she uh, she teased us with a website where we were supposed to put in our email address to find the real story of Jen, of Jen Shaw. DearJenShaw.com <laughs> Are we living? This can't be real life. We're not living. This is got to be a simulation of some sort. I think this is like the show Lost, where we have we find out eventually that we died a long time ago, and these are just weird misfirings of our brain. Speaking of weird misfirings of our brain, welcome to the show. We've got a great show for you today. This first part, remember, we do a lot of different things on this show. If you're new to it, I get how that kind of be, could be weird. You just listen to some music. By the way, shout out to Death Cab for Cutie. I think one of the first times. I've I've played them on the show mixed with Madonna. I mean, you can't you can't get better than that. Um, so there's timestamps. If you don't want to hear a bunch of great pop culture stories and me talking about the pod and my personal life, totally get it. You can use the timestamp and you can skip right to our guest today. We have from the new TLC show Milf Manor. You heard me correct, Milf Manor. We have one of the MILFs. I, I just think she's she's actually just a really fun, cool lady. Her name is Kelly. She is going to be here later in the show. And uh, I'll explain the show in a bit. Even though I think the show is kind of self-explanatory, it's called MILF Manor. It's a bunch of of really attractive older ladies. I even feel weird saying older. Just real, a bunch of really attractive ladies at this manor that they've dubbed MILF Manor in Mexico. And the weird part of the show, or I guess the hook is that their sons are also there and their sons are, it's all just one, it's one big old fever dream. You guys, the sons are dating the mom, not, not, let me correct that. It's not the sons of the mom. The sons aren't dating their actual moms. The sons are dating the other MILFs on at MILF Manor. And it's, it's actually highly watchable. You kind of think like, oh, that's like a one note joke. Weirdly, I'm on episode three. We've got like nine episodes uh, in total, really bingeable. And you're kind of shocked. But then once you get past the shock and even talking to Kelly today, I was like, man, it's always good to, to, you know, like you can see the real person in there. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got, I got, you know, it's really, it's really interesting to talk to these people. And uh, she's actually from Orange County. And I was like, we got to get her on Real Housewives of Orange County. This would be perfect. Oh, and by the way, I want to talk a little bit about this. I just watched the new Pamela Anderson documentary that just came out on Netflix. And I got to tell you, I loved it. I I true like like I mean I really really loved it. It's called Pamela: A Love Story. Uh, on the poster art, it says she defined a decade. Now she will define herself. And I want to talk about that in a second. But I was watching this documentary, and I was like, Pamela Anderson would be amazing on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now I think she kind of resides in Canada right now, but who cares? I mean, listen. I think Dorit and Kyle live in Encino. They don't even live in Beverly Hills. We can have somebody live in Canada and be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think Pamela Anderson would make one of the coolest housewives 
Like she would be potentially the voice of reason, which sounds shocking, but watch the documentary. I want to talk about that in a second. Let's do some show notes right up top, though. Some things that I need from you guys. I'm going to need your social security numbers and the last four digits of your credit card. I also need your mom's maiden name and any other information. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not Jen Shaw. Uh, what I do need, if you do like this show, uh, consider leaving it a, a positive review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I say this for any podcast you enjoy. Go do that. We've had some great shows already this week. We had Monday with Sophie. We had Tuesday. I had the Zen Blonde back on, and we had a really interesting discussion that I hope you liked. Uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to see this. You know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm finding a lot of people going over and, and watching it there. And I just want to remind the people that are watching on YouTube or the people listening, the whole thing isn't over there, you know, so you get like the interviews or you like to tomorrow. I think this part will actually be up because I told Meditza, but sometimes it'll just be the interview. So that that's that. Also, this is huge. I want you guys next Thursday. We're doing the Vanderpump Rules season 10 premiere party. So bad. It's good style. We got Ariana and Tom Sandoval stopping by. We got the talk of shame. We got some surprises. So that's going to be next Thursday. You can get tickets at moment, M-O-M-E-N-T dot C-A slash, mo, sorry, moment dot C-O, moment dot C-O slash S-B-I-G moment.co slash s forward slash sbig which stands for so bad it's good and you can get tickets for ten dollars if you're a patreon member you can get tickets for five dollars and that is a really low price for um uh, you know what i don't know what i'm gonna need to do i'm gonna maybe i'll get nude who knows maybe i won't get nude let's let's take a vote on I just want you guys there. I want you guys there. Please come. And also, if you can't watch it live, that's totally understandable. But you have two weeks to watch it once you purchase a ticket. You can watch it as many times as you want. Like, you you, re you really could. I mean, don't pass it around like that Pam and Tommy videotape, the sex tape. that I just watched all about that. Whew, I want to talk about that in a sec. So that's another thing that I need from you guys. And also, if you are a Patreon member, just want to let you know, I did an hour and a half episode on Sunday night that got released, where it's just a Q&A. A lot of uh, Patreon members ask me questions. It's highly personal. A lot of uh, housewife stuff, a lot of me stuff. But if that's your thing, go on over, sign up for the Patreon. And remember, we're doing Summer House exclusively on the Patreon. So I'll bring up like certain jokes and stuff like that on the main pod. But if you want to hear me recap the show and watch why wouldn't you? I do a great Kyle. Um, so go over and sign up for that. You can just do it at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. And uh, it's all appreciated. It all, it all, we're, we're chugging along, you guys. And remember, follow me on Instagram and all that stuff. So if anything does happen to the show, if there's any updates, you can find out there because you never know. Who knows? Maybe something crazy will happen and maybe something huge. Maybe this will all win all the podcasting awards next week. And I will let you know right there on that Instagram. Okay. Whew. You guys know I get dizzy when I promote myself. It just, ugh, deuce chills. Let's do... Some uh, let's do some pop culture roundup. Let's do the Bailey Mail, you guys. Uh, okay, let's just start off with the Pamela Anderson documentary. Now, I it was last year, um, probably about a year ago, right, that the Hulu show Pam and Tommy, starring Seth Rogen, Nick Offerman, Lily James, like that came out last year, and it was a comedic look at 
how that Pam and Tommy sex tape got stolen from their house and distributed. And, uh, you know, Seth Rogen played the down on his luck guy. And, you know, you kind of felt sympathetic towards Seth Rogen's character, right? You know, because he was a loser and this was like his one big moment in life to do something. And it was filled with great performances, especially I thought, uh, Lily James, is that, is that my, that is the great, yeah, Lily James, I thought was amazing. In retrospect, after watching the Pamela Anderson documentary, I got to say, Sebastian Stan, who played Tommy Lee, I got to say, I now, thinking about the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu, I think it was more of a caricature than it was actually what it's, you know, what you even saw in this documentary of Tommy Lee. But this documentary on Pamela Anderson, I didn't really even think I was going to like it that much. Like, I, I, I like Pamela Anderson. I think she represents something huge in pop culture. But after watching that, I thought it was so well done. And I thought it told her story from being discovered in Canada. This is somebody that didn't look to get into TV or film or modeling or anything like that. She was discovered in Canada at a hockey game because somebody filmed her in the stands and she went up on the Jumbotron and just things kind of exploded from there. Uh, she came out to Hollywood, and and as a lot of people do, this town is just wild. It goes through the string of boyfriends she had, uh, goes through Baywatch. Although I forgot how many moments she was a part of. Like, you know, when you love pop culture, it's just one of those figures that's always been around. Um, and uh, it also told the story of Pam and Tommy Lee and what a love story it was, how they truly were insanely in love with each other. Uh, it goes through uh, them miscarrying, uh, all the fights with the paparazzi. It also shows the, the real stuff like Tommy Lee when he was arrested uh, for domestic uh, domestic violence and, and what that was all about. Uh, and then you see Pamela Anderson's life after that and what she did. I mean, remember, this is a woman that has been married God, four or five times. She's actually married to a gentleman at the beginning of the documentary that she had met in Canada. It was her contractor. Um, but she also married Kid Rock, which she says, you know, was pretty much immediately a mistake. She also has an autobiography that got released this week as well, which now I kind of put that on my list at the, the library for audiobooks because I was like, this is actually really, I want to spend more time with Pamela Anderson. Um, so uh, she married Kid Rock, admitted that was a mistake, but it was one of those things where it's like, I remember even that Kid Rock thing and like, ooh, Pam, what are you doing? And it was interesting to hear her talk about it. I, I always have to challenge myself now, and especially as I get further and further into talking about this stuff so much. I grew up loving all of this stuff, but now talking about it on a daily basis, consuming so much media, more media than I've ever consumed in my life. It's different when you hear somebody else talk about their own story than your opinions of it without hearing them speak about it. So I was very judgmental of the Kid Rock thing, but then you watch this and you're like, this is somebody that was chasing something, you know, chasing love. This was somebody that was like trying to fill up that hole. And she kind of even admits in the documentary, which is this really sad moment that really, truly, she's never been in love since Tommy Lee. Like that was it. But she also refused to be in a relationship with somebody that ever physically abused her. So she was out. Like, and this is so, this is interesting because we always, I mean, let's just even use in Robin from Real Housewives of Potomac and all the bullshit she's pulled <laughs> For this season, you know, this is somebody, you know, there's a lot of different theories. I mean, maybe they have an arrangement. Uh, our friend, uh, uh, Aliza Kelly, no, sorry, not sorry. Aliza Rosen, who's been on the show a bunch of times. She had just messaged me or, or tweeted at me saying that she had a theory that Juan, 
was actually in a relationship already and that Robin was probably aware, well aware of that. And there's an arrangement that they're just married for money and bills and how, you know, like, but she, you know, that potentially she knew about that and is okay with it, but it was like, just don't embarrass me. And, uh, and she also was highly embarrassed maybe to be honest about that on camera, but honestly in the Robin stuff, and I'll get back to Pamela in a second, that's not our problem as an audience. Like, don't do the show then. If you can't be honest, and I think that is my problem with all of these shows, and that's why probably I responded so favorably to the Pamela Anderson documentary, because this is somebody that was actually being real. This is somebody telling the truth, warts and all, about their real life, and that takes a lot of balls. And of course, Pamela is doing this in retrospect, even though she's still wildly young, um, by all means. But it's frustrating because you're like, you're on a reality show and one of the biggest things in your life, something that you were even confronted by, confronted about by Karen Huger, you just make everybody look stupid and don't admit it until afterwards. And then you drop it on a Patreon. So you're trying to make money out of your embarrassment and misery, which I guess get your bag, girl. But it just kind of leaves a bad taste. And what I've been saying all along and the last month especially is that Housewives is starting to have a credibility problem. And you might say starting to, LOL, but it's true. I'm not going to continue to waste my time on just people who lie to me. I'll just live my real life for that, you know? Like, what do you, like, I don't want to, like, and I know that might sound silly. I know, like, oh, wow, uh, I really still enjoy these shows. Great. Good for you. I do, too, for the most part. But these things make me feel like I'm wasting my time. I will watch a scripted television show if I want something made up or if I want things withheld. Like, it's just, I don't think it's fair, and I don't think it is uh, the thesis statement of any of these shows. It's real housewives. If you can't be real and you're just a housewife, I don't care. I don't want, I don't want to watch your journey. And I don't care if you're making embellished hats and I don't care. Like I don't. And then you have the gall or the balls to like look down on other people and make fun of them. You only earn making fun of other people when you're actually honest and come from a place of truth in your own life. Right. Then you're untouchable. But right now, Robin will probably get another season, and it's going to be a real painful season, Robin. It's going to be real, real bad. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. I mean, you think Karen gloats now. Wait. And, and, and Jizzy, old Giselle. Just pack it in. Giselle is literally one like it just it's one of those bears or like what like a what am I thinking of? The it's like a dog with no bite. What am I thinking of? It just She's a big old pussy cat. She wouldn't like listen. If if you really confronted Giselle in a real way, she would run the other way. She is all taught all bark, no bite. That's it. All bark, no bite. That's it. But I just think it's like, ugh. And Robin, when you do that shit, you make Giselle look bad. And Giselle already was doing a pretty good job of that on her own. I learned that line from you, Giselle. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Garcelle. I learned that line from you, Garcelle, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Giselle and Garcelle, I've tripped up on those names. I've interchanged them so much. But also, Giselle, though, I mean, I want to point out to like still two seasons ago. Remember when she got back supposedly with Jamal and it was all this weird stuff. And then at the reunion, they had broken up. We still didn't get any honesty from that. So to me, Giselle and Robin, for reasonably shady, it's just reasonably dishonest. Uh, eventually people will get sick of that. And listen, some people won't. Some people are just fans of anything. Some people are just happy to see you 
and, you know, oh, that's a funny line that you made fun of another lady for. But think about it. You know, I think we really, when these things are earned, when fandoms are earned is when somebody shares something really painful in their lives and then moves forward. We see them move forward. We see a redemption arc. We see that. By the way, I think Candace right now is experiencing a great redemption arc. You know, I mean, listen, she is working so hard at this music that I'm thinking like it's starting to seem like things are happening, like little things here and there. And it really that kind of shit I love because it shows you that hard work pays off. Like, I got to say, like, I'm really, really digging Candace lately. Oh, man. Oh, anyways, I'll tell you that at another time. So back to the Pamela Anderson thing. Let's reverse. Um, I just thought it was this really I didn't realize what uh, a very interesting love story, but a love story nonetheless that her and Tommy Lee had. And it looked like she was an amazing mother. It looked I just I was really kind of it wasn't like I had ever had a bad opinion about Pamela Anderson, but I just I had an appreciation, but this, I just shows, I just love people's stories. I really do. And this story is so interesting because, and I was thinking about this towards the end because there was a lot of loneliness. Uh, it was a theme that kept getting brought up. And I thought, wow, this is very close. Uh, besides the death part, there's a lot of Marilyn Monroe in here. And if you think about that, minus the death, Pamela Anderson in some ways is the digital version of Marilyn Monroe. Of somebody that was just, you know, we all we did was talk about her boobs and her nude and all of these things and and the guys in her life and all of this stuff. But we, her image was splashed everywhere and she was there at the invention of the internet. I mean, hers was, for all intents and purposes, the first celebrity sex tape, which he actually makes a point of without saying names, that later on, you know, people then it would become in vogue to, you know, act like uh, these sex tapes were stolen and act, you know, and she was obviously referring to Kim Kardashian, um, which still cracks me up to this day. Like Kim, I mean, there's nobody like her, but at the same time, it's almost like I would, I would almost kind of akin it to a baseball player getting busted for steroid use. What was that baseball player, Barry Bonds, that broke the home run records, but then it turns out he was using uh, steroids or Lance Armstrong at the Tour de France. Look at me doing sports things. Wow. Look at me being an all sports guy. But with Kim, it'll all be always be an asterisk to me because it's like she you and, and by the way, all's fair in love and war, right? Like it's that that doesn't mean it's not valid, but it does mean she still used that to catapult and it worked. But there's always going to be that asterisk. It's always going to be this little thing. And I don't mean that as a slam. And I don't, uh, people get so butthurt about those things. But you also have to just admit when things, yeah, like it's kind of true. What she's chosen to do with it is 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 really truly the real story. Because man, she has made, and her mom has made every right move for her since. I just am still blown away. So the Pamela Anderson thing, I just think is really worth your time. And you really... I finally understood, and I had read all these articles when the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu came out, that she said it was like her getting sexually assaulted again. And um, and I, I was kind of really, I was like, well, that's, that's I don't understand. I, I mean, I understood it, but I didn't understand it. And then watching this documentary, I completely understood it. I completely understood how this was another violation. I mean, the thing was in a safe in their house. The whole safe got stolen if you didn't watch the Pam and Tommy Lee series. And it was traumatizing to her. 
And she had, she had to go to court like she and then she miscarried her baby when all of this stuff uh, was and she had it. She was pregnant with another baby and tried to sue to get these rights back. And, if, you know, and and it finally was too much. She was worried about miscarrying again and she dropped everything. She at one point was offered five million dollars cash to sign the rights and they refused her and Tommy Lee refused to do it. And then they just went ahead and did it anyways. And it's just brutal, right? Like that's just brutal when you listen to her talk about it. And I got to say, it is one of the, it's not, she, the reason I, I think responded to it too much, it was that she wasn't, she, it wasn't performative. It was just Pamela being Pamela, which is, she's kind of goofy, kind of quirky, but she wasn't doing things that be like, you know, look at me in the eyes camera. She was just telling the story and you really saw the hurt. And so now I'm like, damn, I can't believe I watched that series and kind of, and by the way, if you listen to so bad, it's good. I talked about it and I said, you know, it's good. It's really good. I don't think it hits the heights that, you know, that it could have like stuff like the dropout who lose the dropout did, but I thought like, okay, it's okay. But now I'm kind of like disgusted. <laughs> well, I'm like, man, I shouldn't have watched that thing. Cause it really, you could see how it would violate somebody all over again. Think about the worst moment in your life. And then think about that all of a sudden being turned into a TV series that you don't own or get money from, but also think about the most traumatic part of your life being turned into a comedic series, you know, that they play it for laughs. And that has got to be humiliating on a whole other level of something that you were already traumatized by. So you guys, if you can't tell, I thought it was great. I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Um, I hope you like it as much as I did. I just, I thought that was really, really interesting. I remember I did meet Pamela Anderson once. I used to tell you guys when I would come to LA during college and I was really young, really young, oh, just three years ago. And I remember I uh, worked for an extras casting company and I remember one of the shows that I worked on when I came out for vacation one time was VIP, which was an old Pamela Anderson show after Baywatch, after Barbed Wire, I think maybe even after the Tommy Lee, if I'm right. And I worked on it and I remember she, I, I met her and she was really nice and all the people on that show were really nice. They shot it in, uh, I think in like Van Nuys and like the Valley. It was like really no frills. But my buddy Dirk, who's passed away, was the assistant director on that show. And I just remember like, wow, Pamela Anderson. I wasn't like starstruck or anything, but it was cool. It just seemed like a, a really nice, fun person. And that was my only Pamela Anderson story, which isn't even that good. Okay, moving on to some other pop culture stories, you guys. Maroon 5, you remember this guy? Mr. Adam Levine? Well, him and his wife, who he loves very much, Bahati Prislu, I believe her name is, they welcomed their third child this week. Now, if you listen to this show um, and you remember, you know, just, God, what was it, four or five months ago? Adam Levine, uh, her name was Sumner. Uh, she did a TikTok where she uh, pretty much name-checked Adam Levine saying, I was uh, dating this guy, he had a wife. And uh, he messaged me out of the blue and said, hey, you know, do you mind if we name our, our child your name? Because Sumner's an amazing name. And I was like, it's so sad because they, they finally had the baby. It's a healthy baby. But you can tell in all the press releases they have not released the baby's name yet because it's like this was such a thing that you could tell they're holding the name back just because – 
of listen because of the internet, but also because of you, Adam, just let me on. Let's be honest because of you, because you love to mix it up in ladies DMS. My favorite thing about the Sumner DMS that she released and all that, and all the other women that have released their Adam Levine stuff was that he would always make a point of like, we're both so hot. We're so hot. It would never be you're so hot. It would be, we're both really attractive. <laughs> he would always make sure that he like, like, I'm Hey, by the way, I'm attractive too. You know that, right? We're good. We're both equally attractive. Um, it's gotta be wild. Hey, listen, I don't know. I mean, maybe they have an arrangement as well. You know, she was photographed with him the week after this and they're all smiley at the beach. I guess whatever floats your boat. I'm just more worried for the other women out there. It just also seems just grody, you know, grody. But I don't know. Maybe if I was as hot as Adam Levine, I would be doing the same thing. Who knows? But congratulations to Adam and Bahati. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, this Harry Styles. You guys hear this guy? This guy from One Direction? He has a couple solo albums now. He sells out tours, shows everywhere, was dating Olivia Wilde. They split up, which by the way, did you see Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis hugging the other day? Hugging? Finally, these guys are being cordial to each other. That's what we like to see. Um, I wonder if he only hugged her after her and Harry broke up. Anyways, this guy was at the forum uh, last week and he, you know, comes on stage and these uh, these Gucci brown leather pants, and he he ripped his pants, you guys. He ripped his pants. Now, before you get all hot and bothered, I believe he was wearing like he wasn't free balling, which would just. But my thing is like, like I'm trying to say this in a gentle way. Like I've never prayed so hard for somebody to not be free balling, but also to have one of the smallest wieners known to man, you know, like, like I would, I, I mean, I think us geeks out here, us dude geeks, I think we needed it. We needed one for our team where he splits his Gucci leather pants, which also Gucci, what kind of shit are you making? Like he splits his pants and then the world has to see that he's got a small Taja, a small wiener. That I like, I would pray for Harry Styles to have a small wiener. No offense to you, Harry, love your music, but I want you to have a small wiener. It would make me feel so good. Like I was thinking about other rock and rollers that have, uh, yeah, I called him a rock and roller that have split their pants. Did you ever see the Lenny Kravitz one where he was like, eh, and he was like, he split his black leather and you saw a little Lenny and Lenny actually seems like he's, he's, he's decently endowed, but he's like, his face is so funny in the photos. Just up, look up Lenny Kravitz you know, crotch <laughs> guys open your Google right now and put in Lenny Kravitz crotch crotch. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, I don't know if you're going to thank me. The other thing is it's like, dude, you split your pants. All the, I'm reading all these girls comment of like, Oh my God, I would die. Oh my God, that's heaven. And it's like, Oh yeah. But when I split my pants, I'm gross and I eat too much. Like, listen, I've split a couple pants in my day and I've never gotten that kind of adulation, any kind of comments, except for like, sir, what are you doing here? Um, so anyways, I just, I mean, I really, I think one of these celebrities, they've got to have a small wiener. Like I want like justice, justice for us normies. Uh, Dr. Phil has announced that he is, uh, he is stopping the Dr. Phil show after 21 years. Dr. Phil, I'm Dr. Phil. I'm a doctor. Um, 21 years, Dr. Phil. So, uh, it looks like he will be leaving air 
um, this guy must just be loaded. I, I, I mean, at a certain point, I'm glad when people decide to retire because it's like, how much money do you need? He's going to end after 21 seasons as seismic changes in syndicated daytime talk show market continue. So I don't think he was forced out, but it looks like ratings were down. He received a five-season renewal in 2018 as a part of a deal with CBS Media Adventures that takes it through the current season. Um, but yeah, there's been so many changes in the daytime shows. Alan DeGeneres left. Wendy Williams had a lot of issues. Maury, Dr. Oz, as well as The Real all ended within the past 12 months. So um, CBS will offer stations library episodes of Dr. Phil for the 2023-24 season and beyond. They will include new content such as wraparounds, which is kind of what I do in between the interviews. We call them wraparounds and intros by Dr. Phil, as well as guest updates. But for all intents and purposes, the uh, the show is kind of kind of done. It's a, he says, I have been blessed with over 25 wonderful years in daytime television. With this show, we have helped thousands of guests and millions of viewers through everything from addiction and marriage to mental wellness and raising children. This has been an incredible chapter of my life and career. But while I'm moving on from daytime, there is so much more I wish to do. What do you wish to do? I want to get into football. Um you remember Dr. Phil came to uh, came to our screens through Miss Oprah Winfrey. Uh, so this will be interesting to see what his next plans, if any, are if they, any if if he has any. Uh, I will always remember Dr. Phil for the uh, "Catch Me Outside." How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Her name was Bad Barbie, and now she has an OnlyFans, you guys, and it makes millions of dollars a year. And that bad Bobby, catch me outside. How about that? You guys know what I'm talking about. The little girl that had an issue with her mom. Well, she turned into a rapper and an OnlyFans. She's making more money than any of us could ever possibly imagine. So, Dr. Phil, you did it, buddy. You did it. All right. Uh, tomorrow, you guys, prep your wallets. Uh, we're just fucked. I mean, between Harry, between Taylor Swift, to Beyonce is announcing concert dates tomorrow. And I think I just am not going to be able to cut it. I'm not going to be able to afford it. I couldn't get Taylor Swift tickets. I love Beyonce so much, but I just can already feel that the demand is going to be insane. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do this one. And it kills me. But Beyonce uh, should be announcing her tour dates tomorrow. So we'll talk a little bit more about that on Thursday. Remember, on Thursday, I'm going to do the Salt Lake Part 2 recap on Thursday. So you can get it the next day. Um, let's see what else we've got. Oh, this is also another interesting. I love talking about streaming services. Paramount plus, they are now finally officially combining with Showtime. It's going to be Paramount Paramount plus with Showtime, I think is going to be the new title of the new network when they, uh, combine forces. Now this, uh, this should have been expected, but I like this. I like that some of these streaming services, remember HBO max combined with discovery plus recently. So now they're going to be one entity. I mean, eventually we're just going to go back to having cable again, <laughs> you know, like, because it became like, we're paying for so many different streaming services. I want them to team up. I need them to team team up, you know? Um, Okay, and then just to finish up my Robin thoughts is, uh, let's see, I'm going to play you a little audio of some of the stuff Robin said on her podcast about the situation. Now, if you're like, what What are you talking about, Ryan? 
where where have you been? Uh, Robin Dixon admitted that one, uh, there was a situation with a blonde haired woman. Uh, there was some credit card. Uh, you know, this woman had made a TikTok. Also, Karen, but she waited until after the season, after the reunion, to actually come clean about any of this. Now, you could think, well, it's a really painful thing, of course. But like I said, you shouldn't be on a reality television. Then you just you shouldn't. Here we go. Listen to this, you guys. Idiots and communicated with this woman on Instagram, mm. you know, because I mean, I, you know, whatever he's, he's bored. He needs attention. He's, mm. you know, it's the pandemic, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Um, however, they did not date. <laughs> he did not fly her anywhere. Right. And there is a reason why his name is on a hotel. Say, I don't listen even that is you can just tell it's peppered with untruths or maybe it's Robin's truth, but it's not the truth. And that is just such a bummer. And you kind of, like I said, you lose credibility. Also, uh, fancy CPA, I believe, uh, somebody sent me this, this was on Reddit and it was, uh, their Patreon episode that she put this behind a paywall. This is some of the facts that came out of this. Uh, the lady lives in Canada. It was late 2020. She DM'd Juan about liking Giselle and Robin on the show. And Juan entertained the conversation because he likes attention, Robin said. Oh, my God. This lady said she liked Robin. And then Juan was like, me too. What's up? <laughs> These guys. I love Robin said in that clip, too. Like, he was bored. It was the pandemic. Girl, I was bored, too. I just decided to gain 40 pounds. Like, that was, like, why couldn't Juan have done that? Like, I love that he's bored. Also, Tommy Lee, that's how they got into the domestic dispute in the documentary, you find out. Because he's like, you know, she was loving the baby. And she was loving the other baby. Where's Tommy's love? He's like, us men are so damn fragile. I mean, you think women are emotional? Or you always hear women like oh they're they're so they're too emotional dude come down to come down to my men's group i don't have a men's group but you know what i'm saying like we're emotional creatures we just cover it up with this kind of brutal brutality and we have more hair like all over our bodies so you think like oh that guy's tough and like we're the biggest pussies out there uh continuing allegedly the lady used to date an athlete in the dmv once travel restrictions were lifted she messaged juan and told him she was traveling to the dmv he thought she was just visiting her old beat boo she came to town a few days later. She reached out to Juan about losing her wallet and if he could pay her hotel. He went there and put his credit card down and walked away. Okay, Robin, that sounds real. Oh, I'm going to come down, put my credit card down, and walk away. Walk Like, why? Because it would raise suspicion? You know what would raise suspicion? Juan's card being on somebody's... Fuck. I mean, listen, guys can't even lie. I mean, good. Lady later messaged him about why he didn't stay with her, blah, blah, blah. Then she started asking for money to get her hair done. It doesn't sound like he gave her any more money. Well, Robin, I think we should do a little bit of, like, it's what I always want. It's like, everybody on these shows are like, wants receipts. Let's get some receipts. Uh, late 2021, Lady emailed Robin the receipts with her tea. She didn't enter entertain it and just said, thank you. Can you imagine that? Thank you. Late 2021, uh, sorry, Lady also DM'd uh, Giselle and she called Robin right away, but Robin and Juan had already worked through it. Robin was mad at Juan for entertaining the lady because the lady eventually sold the tea to the blogs. It's something that they had to work through and it was part of the reasons the, about the wedding took a while. This stuff just, ah, man, whatever your truth is, I guess it's just weird that you're not telling any of this on the show. And I just think that's the part that really 
kind of chaps my ass because it's not only the fans, but think about all the people you work with. Think about all the other people you depend on another season to have this show. And that's part of the trade-off of being on this show and the little bit of fame or your embellished hat line that actually makes you money that saved you from financial ruin comes from this show. And you know you have to participate in it. And I just, if you don't want to, if you're going to edit and all of this, it's it's my problem with Heather Gay too, then I don't think you should be on the show. And it kind of then just... You know, I keep saying that these reality show audiences are kind of sophisticated. We're not kind of, kind of, we are, and we don't love to be lied to. So uh, I think, you know, you then kind of lose a lot of loyalty of the fans, let alone, I think, all the people that work with you, um, because you're kind of throwing them under the bus as well. And I, I think it's a weird situation. And uh, I don't know. It, it's hard, man. I was just talking to Meditza earlier, just online. I'm, uh, you know, I see so much. I see so many people just telling half truths online in regards to like rumors. I mean, there's whole Twitter accounts just dedicated to making up bullshit. And then people don't know it's bullshit and they pass it around. And like, they're like, well, I'm trying to be funny. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but you got it someplace in there say that it's not real because a lot of people don't realize you're trying to be funny. And then it just kind of just gets warped. And it's like this weird game of telephone, like, and then people still think real Housewives of New York legacy is never going to happen because these articles keep coming out. They keep getting passed around, even though it said, guys, it's not going to happen on the time frame they initially wanted to. But believe me, it's going to happen. But I'm still seeing these articles from like two days ago getting passed around today as like fact. And it's like, you guys, that's the hard thing is like once something is put out there, it's hard to rein it back in. People will always believe usually the first thing. And never kind of stick around to figure out because, you know, we have busy lives ourselves. Anywho, that's it. I could talk to you guys for hours and I do that every, every day. Uh, so listen, I want to talk a little bit about our guest and a little bit about uh, Milf Manor, which is the show that I really dig on Sundays on TLC. But like I say, in this interview, you can stream it all on Discovery Plus. Uh, I think it's great. Like the concept, like I said, is just wild. You think, uh, wait, is this real? Is this real life? Um, our guest today, Kelly Mortensen, lets us know it is real life. Uh, I think uh, she is really, truly one of the people that stands out the most in this show, even though three episodes in, it is kind of fun and great to watch the other ladies and see what they're all about and how the ladies are responding to each other, which by the way, a lot of these ladies seem kind of bothered by Kelly. <laughs> and she, she's uh she lets us know she's taking it in stride, but I was reading uh, the Washington post, uh, Emily Yar, who is just one of my favorite entertainment reporters. And I've actually been in a couple of her articles, which was just when you get into the Washington post, like uh, when I, I, that's just, that was like my dream, like, holy moly. And to be able to show my parents that, but anyways, Emily wrote this great article on the making of MILF Manor. Uh, you guys should check out that article. And also anything that Emily writes because she's just awesome. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal 
general must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But uh, she talks about that and she talks about the uh, the producers of this. And listen, there was such an uproar about the show milf manor because it's like how this is disgusting it's disgusting but it's like it's 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 the thing that kind of hooks people of like what the hell is that about that seems insane and believe me the idea is insane eight moms with their eight sons on one island and they're potentially going to date each other not the son and mothers but the 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 other sons and the other mothers i mean but at the same time it gets you in the door right you're like that that gets me in the door. And then you watch it and you're like, this is truly insane. There are some moments where like in the first episode, the moms are blindfolded and they're having to feel up the shirtless sons. <laughs> you're like, well, they're trying to guess which one their son is. And you're like, is like I said, is this real life? And it is. But then it balances out where you start to get to hear some of the women's stories. And you know, your Pola, um, she, you know, there's all these great characters in this show. And also the sons are hysterical in their own right too. And you're just like, oh my God, you guys are so young. But anyways, in the article that Emily wrote, uh, she was speaking to Danielle Newman, the director, um, uh, whose production company was their idea. And she said, I don't really understand what all the fuss is about. Um, she said uh, the shows are about female empowerment. Uh, second, she said everyone on the show had a good time. Third, every man is someone's son, right? That is true. Uh, so she says, so I'm not quite sure what the big deal is. No one's doing anything wrong, and they are all consenting adults. I don't really understand it, but I think that anything that provokes conversation is a very positive thing. Um, also, did you know that MILF, it is mother I'd like to bleep. And we remember in American Pie with Jennifer Coolidge. Remember Stifler's mom? That was Jennifer Coolidge, by the way. We remember her as this amazing character. But I was I was cracking up because did you guys know that MILF actually origin or, you know, the origin of there is an origin of MILF was mother I love forever. Which is just, it's, that's beautiful. I like that. Mother I love forever. It sounds so much better than mother I'd like to like to. Um, but also with Milf Manor, even the production says they knew what they were doing. TLC knew what they were doing. They knew that title itself could get people in. And it really does. Now, uh, our guest today, Kelly 
she's just great. She's, she's her own spirit. She's a disco, uh, she's a disco queen, disco mommy. I just had the best time talking to her, uh, a beautiful woman. And all these women are really extremely beautiful. It is one of those things that I think is just testing the audience at first, but then you kind of get into it. And I got to tell you, I'm really excited to watch the fourth episode and I will watch the entire season. And I think this is one of those shows that will automatically get a second season. From my understanding, the ratings for this were insane and it got 3.1 million viewers. Now compare that to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City got for the reunion, 600,000 viewers. That is quite a difference. 3.1 to 600,000. Isn't that insane? I mean, it just really blows me away. So TLC, they, you know, listen, they'll make shows about pimples, but they'll make successful shows. Uh, But this show, I think, is really, really funny. It is shocking at times, but there is a foundation with these women. I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about this. Even when I said she was coming on, I had a lot of messages going like, wow. So it means you guys are watching. So I am, uh, I'm really excited uh, I hope you like this. I really liked it. Her, I was actually kind of starstruck talking to her. I was like, wow, because I just spent three hours watching the show. So, guys, without further ado, Kelly Mortensen from the new hit show on TLC, MILF Manor. Here she is. But today, I am going to introduce you to a show that you need to watch. It is the, the concept of this show is so unbelievable, but actually, it is turning out to be one of the bright spots in my Sunday night viewing schedule. We're only three episodes in, so this is perfect for a binge, and then you can continue on for the rest of the season. Now, go with me here, folks. If you watch the show 30 Rock, there was a little sketch they did in one of the episodes where they did MILF Island, and it was a bunch of beautiful, older women, and they were paired up with very young men, and it was really funny. Now, 15 years later, this show is kind of out there now. It is called MILF Manor. It is on Sunday nights on TLC. You can stream this on Discovery Plus. But we have one of the breakout stars, I think really the breakout star of this show. Uh, You might know her as the Disco Mommy. You might know her as an OC Queen. You know her now as Kelly Mortensen from MILF Manor. Kelly, how the heck are you? Hello. Thank you for having Disco Mommy and Kelly on the show. We're so glad to be here. Kelly, I am starstruck, really. I mean, I've been watching this now. I watched uh, all the episodes again yesterday, and I just, I can't believe I actually get to see in person. Now, I left out the fact that it's not only that you guys are dating and pairing up with younger men, it's that your, your sons are there as well. So your son, Joey... Uh, is there with you and he is kind of dating and flirting with the other women in MILF Manor. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And I, in fact, the women were so stunned because he is the youngest on the show where he has to put himself out there really and kind of like, kind of, I don't want to say chase them, but go after them and be aggressive as the youngest <laughs> guy in the show. They were so scared of him, especially well, he's only 20. He's 20 and he's like, you guys, he's like, he looks like the most innocent kid. Like he has these curls and he's kind of like, I mean, what was it like? I want to get into all of you, but what was it like, even if you could remove yourself from actually dating the men on the show as well, to watch your son date these men and like to watch it back on TV. Do you think your son has good game as they like to say? Well, Joey and dating the women, they were very apprehensive to kind of hang out with him. I think they were so scared about the stigma of it. 
but Joey, honestly, is probably one of the most mature men on the on the show. It kind of is turning out to be that way. And he kind of shocks me because he does have this kind of swagger. It's kind of like a nerdy swagger, but it's a swagger nonetheless. And I just, I mean, did you ever give Joey tips during filming of like, hey, this is how you you talk to a woman? Well, we definitely have some upcoming episodes where I do help him on <laughs> like a couple of dates. And um, he actually, you know, is trying to win people over at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I I really, once you get past the insanity of the premise of the show, the show is actually so entertaining to watch, but I would love to know how you were even approached to be on this show. Like, how did this even happen? How did you find yourself in Mexico at MILF Manor? So that's the funniest question because Joey and I were the last ones casted on the show. Um, no joke. So they, they were somebody was in my Instagram DM. So FYI, check your DMs. You never know who's in there. Wait, the, the casting director slid into your DMs? That's yes, yeah. yes, the assistant. And I thought it was a joke. And he's like, are you interested in dating younger guys? I'm like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? And uh, he said, well, would your son come with you so he can help? The premise for him and I, or what we were told was going to happen, was Joey was going to like, be intel for me and kind of have a say on like, oh, this is a good guy. He'd be good for you or he wouldn't be good for you. He was not aware. He wasn't aware that he'd be dating other women. So he went even with the the knowledge that he he was, he just thought he was there to help you. He didn't know he was yeah. going to, wow. That, and so when you found out, there is a great <laughs> moment in the first episode where all the women find out and the shock on their face. I mean, it's really great. You actually seem to be the one that was like, yeah, let's go. You you really were the <laughs> trooper where you were pushing the story forward. You were like, I have no problem with this. Let's go. Did you secretly have any kind of issue with this of like, this is going to be way less fun watching? And by the way, you guys are in the same room as well. Yes. And let's, let's talk about us in the same room. And this is the part that I don't understand why people are so concerned or weird about. I have six kids and every time I've gone on a vacation with them, we all stay in the same hotel room. And I'm sure every other American family does too. I don't know anyone that puts their kids three rooms down at a hotel when they're on a vacation. Well, Kelly, I think that I think the issue is that people were like, oh, no, is is the mom going to make out in front of her son with a guy? Because, you know, you might invite a, a guy back up to the room. I think that was the secret fear. Or Joey might invite a girl back up to the room, which, by the way, in the preview next week, you guys need to watch episode four coming out next week. It looks like there you guys might be in the same room. I saw it in the preview. You were like, I don't know. It, it seems it seems so wild. Well, Joey and I are never in the same room um, with a significant other. There's nothing crazy, romantically yeah. weirdness going on. I would never do that to my kids. <laughs> and nor respectfully, they would never do to me either. Um, but as far as that's concerned, that I loved that aspect of the show because, you know, when kids get in high school, they kind of separate from their parents and they kind of do their own thing. And it was so cool to be able to have like, you know, talking about other people on the show or talking about like, who do you like? Oh, I like him or I like her. You know what I mean? Going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, what do you like about them? So if they do a lot of like scenes of us in our room, we make fun of people. I mean, we talk shit. We do all sorts of stuff. Did you have, and did you end up having a blast like with your son? Did I have what? Did you have a blast with your son? I mean, was this kind oh of gosh, a bonding we, experience? 
We had so much fun and the best bonding. And Joey is so funny. I don't know how much they're going to show. So you can see kind of in our interviews, we talk a lot of shit. I mean, we just do. <laughs> but we have a lot of family banter and we like always trying to like shock the other person. That's just how I've raised my kids. And so some of the things we talk about, like the last episode, you know, a lot of people made fun that he nursed when he was a baby. I mean, a oh, lot I of people mean, nursed their kids. That's he ridiculous. Yeah. Weird things, so I had to come right back at him. Um, I, I reached out to my mom uh, and I said, Mom, I'm watching this show right now. And it's about, you know, mom and like they're they're all dating. And she goes, bring it on. Let's do this. She was like, let, let me get on season two. I loved it. I wanted to let the people know. And I kind of was curious. I can't believe that you have six kids first off. I mean, you, you know, you. you look insanely young, like you're insanely in shape. I don't even know what, <laughs> what is your background? Like you're a disco, uh, a disco mommy. You love house music. What's your background? How did you get to this point? Okay. So I love that. My oldest daughter is 26. She moved to Dubai like eight months ago. And oh, so wow. When she graduated from college, which she graduated in three years, so I also have very intelligent kids, She, um, I found out when she was like 21, 22, that when I, she got ready one day to go to, uh, I don't know, like winter formal, and she went to her first rave, and I had no clue. I know, right? I was in <laughs> shock. I found out years later, so I'm like, you know what? I want to know what's going on in my kids' life. I don't want to find out five or six years down the road. I want to have conversations with them. So her disco tribe decided to name me Disco Mommy because I love house music too. So it just kind of became a thing. And I tried to change the name like four years ago and all my friends got so mad at me. So I what, just what did you it. try to change the name to? Like Disco Friend? No, like Kelly Mortensen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one like of the more yeah, okay, your actual name. Okay, that makes sense. I like, I think Disco Mommy actually is a really solid name. Um, the second episode, you guys, there's this moment, and I'm not going to really spoil like who is what, but there's a wall of secrets, and it is where everybody has to guess. You know, if it's their son or mother, there are certain things like I got pink eye from eating. Uh, part of a uh, body. I slept with my son's best friend. I had a seven woman orgy. And then everybody, the moms and the sons have to guess, was that one of the craziest experiences to sit there and watch, not even you and your son, but to watch everybody else figure out what their mom has done and what their sons have done? I honestly, even as a disco momming and seeing all sorts of weird things happening at different raves and whatever, or not even raves, but festivals, and I was shocked that one, it was on the board and two, that someone would even actually admit that knowing that you're on a TV show that's worldwide. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like, and then you're just going to like blast you guys your are a hit. You're a like hit. The show is a hit. <laughs> like 3.1 million, 3.1 million viewers watch this show so far. That's insane. It's so hilarious. It really is. But like, was it wild to watch the sons react after the fact of like, oh, my God, my mom did that? Well, and people think this is like our first night of being together. This this was not filmed our first night of being together. We'd been together a few few days. So yeah. we'd already kind of gotten to know each other, but not at that level. So it was kind of funny in knowing the people's personalities. You know, it was it was crazy at first, but 
some of them we definitely pegged like Jimmy's. We definitely knew what his was, and I won't spoil it for people. But guys, it's it's a big one. It's a big um. Uh, <laughs> okay, but so, his mom surprised us. We were all like shocked. We're I would. Guys, that's why it's like it's really enjoyable. Like I'll sit there and just be like, "Oh my god!" But but at the same time, it's not like I mean, the like I said, it, the concept sounds insane, but it's these end up being real people. They do have real moments. It's not completely off the wall. Um, you do talk about dating younger men in the beginning in your your interview package. Do you prefer to date younger men? And as you've gotten older, do you prefer that? And and why do you if you do? So living in Orange County, it's really difficult to date somebody actually my age because all these men, I shouldn't say all of them, the majority are dating 20 and 30 year old women. So that's, you know, you're just kind of like, well, what's left over? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't really date, to be honest, I don't really date a lot. And I did it beforehand. I didn't really date a lot. Um, I just kind of do my own thing. Yeah. Um, you also say that, you know, you can teach a younger man things like you are. What are what do you think that you can teach a younger man? I don't think I can say that on the radio. <laughs> That's great. No, you're right. You're right. You probably, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Um, probably some kind of math or something like that. You know, um, I guess and you can't spoil this, but were you open, and I know this might sell, were you open for the possibility of love on this show? Was that even a thought in your mind or, you know, did that even occur to you at all? So the reason why I went on the show is I, you know, was looking for love. I've been single for six years and the opportunity came and I thought, you know, this is, this is amazing. How great. And then my son could actually meet this guy and see if he likes him or not. That's a win. And then, you know, yeah. Have you heard from uh, people that you've been romantically involved with in the past? Have they watched this show and reached out to you? (laughs) Yes. They're like, wait, were you talking about me? And I'm like, which part? (laughs) I mean, I would imagine like, they're kind of like, wow, that's, that's Kelly. That's, that's my well, disco these guys are These guys are in the UK and they're finding oh. out. Yeah, I date international, FYI. <laughs> wait, wait, so you exclusively date international younger men or is I that, have. I mean, I love, okay. Um, so you were open to the possibility of love. Is there one thing without spoiling anything can you, that you learned in this whole experience? So one of the main things I learned was to be that vulnerability is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. I say that in all my interviews, because when you're in that close proximity with all those people and their moms, and you could see how much the moms were judging me from day one. Like I don't talk, I don't talk mean about people. That's just like, I'm very positive. I want to give positive vibes and, you know, empower women. That's really what I'm about. So, um, Kind of lost my train of thought there. Going no, no. The, I mean, I'm talking you were just oh, <laughs> kind of lost. And and honestly, I was shocked at some of the things they said because I'm watching this real time with everybody else, and I was like, "Ew, that was not nice." Yeah, no. I mean, you had the one dust up in one of the episodes, but I was so impressed. The next morning, you immediately came and you know said, "Hey, I don't want to fight with anybody. I don't want to." 
And then you immediately popped a bottle of champagne. So it was good too, but let's go day two or whatever day it was. <laughs> uh, I mean, so did you learn anything from the younger men? Was oh. it interesting to see the world uh, from their eyes through this show? So that's where I was going. So the vulnerability it's um, they, sorry, I lost you for a second there. Um, in the show, it makes you approach people in a certain light. So if something goes is weird, like you're living in the same house, you have to address the situation. So you have to be very vulnerable and you have to tell people how you're feeling. And there's, there's some upcoming things where people have to be very vulnerable and it's going to be fun and exciting to watch back. Um, and you have to express like how you're feeling about that person. There's yeah, real relationships I, being formed on the show. No, there truly are. And that's why I think you can't write this show off. You can't just say it's like this silly, uh, it, you know, a silly concept because people are actually sharing real things. I mean, Charlene had just had a, uh, one of her da daughters pass away. I mean, these people like they're dealing with heartache. They're dealing with wanting to find love. And I thought that really interesting, but I loved you especially because you seemed like you really came in with kind of an open mind and ready to kind of jump in feet first or head first or whatever. In fact, some of the other ladies, you can kind of tell how bothered they are at times. It took them a while. It seems like it takes them a while to warm up where you were all systems go immediately. I definitely was. Um, I didn't hold back. You say you, you're from Orange County. I mean, is there any possibility we can get you on Real Housewives of Orange County? Can we get you on another <laughs> reality? Would you be willing to do another reality show knowing how this one went? I would, but I don't know how interesting I'll be because I'm not going to be mean to people on the show. <laughs> I just, what a, just not who I am. That's, I mean, I'll listen, that's great. but I'll be like, <laughs> it's funny because some of the women on this show goes, they were like saying, oh, there's your competition. I'm like, no one on the show is my competition. I only compete with myself. So that's that. the way I look at life. And that's why I was never mean to people on there or rude. No, no, you you have not been since. And I'm really curious to see the remainder of the episodes. Um, do you have a good, strong group of female friends in your life? And have they watched the show and given you feedback so far? I definitely do. And they're all amazing women. We all are entrepreneurs. We do you know, from all different aspects of business. I'm a real estate broker and I do lending and I'm into fitness and into motivational speaking. So we definitely empower one another. One another and they said, uh, damn, that's Kelly. That's just authentically who I am. <laughs> like, I mean, like, there's I no act. That... I'm sorry. I'm not for everybody, but that's okay. Well, I mean, that's what I was wanting. I was wanting to like, I want to see you go out with your girlfriends. Like, I, and also, are you getting noticed yet? Like, has anybody noticed you out there in the wild now? Yes, I was out in Orange County last Friday night. I don't normally go out. I like to stay in and stay present and whatever. Yeah. But I definitely got noticed from some guy from Northern California and he wanted to take a selfie with his wife. And then other people were saying stuff. And then other people were, wait, what is this? What show? Is she really on a show? And so it kind of just, the buzz yeah. was out. Um, as we start winding down here, is it does it blow you away though to be part of this larger conversation? I mean, the Washington Post brought you up in an article, I mean, about the show, and you really do seem to be kind of this character or this you as a person, kind of really the the, the like I said, the breakout star. Is that wild to you? Do, you? do you like that? No, I think I manifested it, honestly. 
You, I mean, you talk about manifestation and all of that. Is that always been a big part of your life? No, it hasn't. It's been a part of my life probably in the last five or six years. And I really firmly believe what you think on, so you become good and bad. Cause I've manifested bad things before I knew that's actually what I was doing. But the more you, you know, they say, if you spend more than 17 seconds on a negative thought, then your brain just kind of goes really, really dark. So you have to be able to take hold of those thoughts very quickly and make sure you think of something positive. Even if it's just the sun is out, there's birds flying. I love the sound of bird, like crazy things like that. But just to re-trigger your brain off of whatever it's spinning out. Um, yeah, that, that's so hard to do, to retrain your brain, because we always tend to go negative, And especially these days, it feels like. And that's why I don't read the paper or watch the news. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's great. That's really, really great. Um, uh, who was the closest? Uh, did you make any friendships in the house? I mean, are you friendly with any of the ladies or who did you become close with? Yeah, I'm friends with all of them. Except oh, that's for- awesome. I don't really talk to Charlene. I don't talk to So Young. Yeah, you guys, there's there's a woman named So Young in this and her son. And uh, <laughs> they have some wild. And listen, if you watch if you've been watching it, I, I, I hinted that you were coming on and I didn't realize how popular this show is already because I was getting messages like, oh, my God, please tell me it's Kelly. Please tell me Kelly's coming on. <laughs> um, in this last episode, at the end, you start becoming close to Billy. Uh, and we're going to see, I believe, on the next episode where this relationship goes. And then also, do we potentially see your son continuing to get close to? I know he's he has an interest in April uh, so far. Uh, do we get to see him get closer with women in the show? He definitely gets closer to women. And the funny thing about the me getting closer with Billy, I, I tried to date. This sounds good and bad. As many people that I thought I would connect with on the show because they have different personalities and they brought something different into like my experience. Right. But the moms were like almost trying to like overbear and shut it down. So you have to watch and see how they behave. And it's like, you brought your son on a dating show. FYI. I'm not sure why you're hovering over him. Can you go somewhere? Was it was it shocking to you to watch the first three episodes back and then hear some of what the other women are saying about you? They were texting me, apologizing and calling me left and right saying, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. So I'm like, <laughs> group text to everyone. Stop apologizing. I don't care what you think. Next subject. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, just, I mean, this show is so funny and you are so funny in it, but you know, immediately in the first episode, you say, I don't want my son here. He's C blocking me, which is you guys, <laughs> I'm not going to say this out loud, but I love the frankness of that. And I usually love that that kind of verbiage comes from a man. And I love that you threw that out there immediately. Um, uh, anybody slid, slid into your DMS, uh, wanting to date you since they've been watching the show. I have to imagine that there probably has been a few. <laughs> I've actually have um, quite a few in my DMs and I tell people I do read all of them, good and bad. I don't reply to all of them. I don't have time for that, but I do have Cameo now. And so a lot of people oh. are me up on Cameo. Okay, and that's I just great. Started, this is, this is I on Valentine's Day. I just started Cameo today. So they can actually video, they can actually have a conversation like we're having right now if they want to on Cameo. I love that. That, by the way, and you guys, that's the perfect Valentine's gift for a loved one is a cameo from Kelly. How many more episodes of uh, Milf Manor do we have? Ooh, I think there's uh, nine total. So nine total. So we've got, we got six more, six more weeks of this. 
It is so well worth your time. Like I said, this is a bingeable show, even though I love watching it. I've been watching it from the beginning week to week. And I went back and watched all of them and it really just kind of got better to me. So I can't wait to see where the process goes. And and Kelly, I don't think you really can't. I think you're a star. I'm really excited to see Thank where you. this takes you and where you manifest next because this is, and also tell your son, Joey, I said, hi, I think I'm really, really curious about his journey as well. Oh, wait, your other five kids, are they pissed that they didn't get invited to be on the show? Are they well, are they some horrified? Might make it on. The show's not over. Oh, that's a great tease. Okay. So hopefully we'll get to meet some of your other family. I cannot wait to hear their reactions as well. Kelly Mortensen, the show MILF Manor, Sundays on TLC, but you can stream the whole thing at Discovery Plus. I really thank you for your time today, Kelly. Thank you, Ryan. You're amazing.
Betches.